Guys, guys, welcome to the I Love Seville show. My name is Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us live in downtown Charlottesville. Show presented today by Castle Hill and the 231 Fest. It's happening, what, June 10th, Judah, and it's just an extravaganza of family fun, adults and kids alike. First, Castle Hill, this venue is epic. I mean, it's, it's rolling acreage of Keswick and Almoral County landscape. The team has then welcomed brewers, vineyards, cideries, food trucks, live music, craftsmen, artisans, and is just welcoming all of us to come and partake on Saturday, June 10th for an afternoon of fun in in Keswick, Virginia. We'll certainly be there. Get your tickets, guys, online. Today's show's busy. Um, I want to take a look on some macro data and take a look at some data from um, local sectors of the economy that drive the needle. So the, the story when we woke up this morning was the piss poor performance of, of, of Home Depot. Um, the company had a huge revenue miss. Sales were 2.7% below expectations, 37.26 billion versus 38.2 billion. It's the biggest revenue miss. This is important to hear. The biggest revenue miss since November 2002 for Home Depot. It has not had a revenue miss like this in what, almost 21 years. So folks are, 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 are indicating Lowe's, Walmart, Target, Home Depot. A lot of folks asking, is this a sign of the fragility of the American economy. Now, this is the I Love Seville show, so I like to localize topics, okay? I want to take a look at some local information. We've been recently seduced, Judah, romanticized, if you may, and and to your credit, you saw through this yesterday. We've been recently seduced, romanticized by some some data points. And here are some of the data points I'm going to recap that have romanticized and seduced us. The... $1.2 billion defense sector impact, right? We've been recently seduced by all those projects on projects on Ivy Road that I've been talking about, right? Yesterday I talked about CPI is cooling. I talked about gasoline seems to be dropping a little bit. I talked about how the Fed may not be raising rates anymore, how credit card debt perhaps may be a little bit more manageable because the rates aren't going to go up. Maybe they just stayed the same for a little while, which allows us to pay off some of that debt, okay? Today, Home Depot comes out. Then you take a, look, a, a closer look at some other localized data, like real estate sales, quarter over quarter. Last quarter, 2022, excuse me, first quarter of 2022 versus first quarter of this year. We're 23% down in sales, 23% less in sales. Ladies and gentlemen, last quarter, Last year, first quarter, versus the same quarter of this year, a 23% drop in sales. Not just a 23% drop in sales, but 200 fewer homes sold in the car footprint, Q1 2023 versus Q1 2022. You want to put that dollar amount in perspective? Let me put it in perspective for you. You ready for this, Judah? Mm-hmm. In the car footprint, we've had $86.3 million less in total sales volume in Q1 2023 versus Q1 2022. 
I'm going to give that number again. You ready for this number? In the car footprint, we are talking about the footprint we live in. The Albemarle, Charlottesville, Central Virginia footprint we live in. We've had 200 less units sold year over year, first quarter, last year, first quarter this year. And those 200 units, a 23% drop in sales volume, is $86.3 million in sales less year over year. Hmm. Here's the question as you're rotating the lower thirds. How do you characterize what's going on around here? I want your take. I'll offer my take. Are we just romanticized and seduced by sexy headlines like $1.2 billion defense sectors and their economic impact yearly for this region? That's what the Weldon Center figured out, the Weldon Cooper Center figured out. Are we strictly romanticized by new construction of hotels and data centers and biotech Are we romanticized by $22 million purchases of shopping centers by UVA? Or do we really want to take a deep dive into this local economy and ask if it's genuinely strong across every sector? I'm curious, 202 building permits in the pipeline for the first two months of this year locally? It's not like Michael Payne's highlighted this already. We won't build our way out of this. You only got 202 building permits in the car footprint in the first two months of the year. I don't know. I don't have any reference. That's not many. Okay. That's not many. I've highlighted some data. We talked about a, um, a unique approach to this where we dig into your head, dig into my head, and then offer some viewer and listener time to shine. Show is yours any direction you want to go. You highlighted yesterday, you're not so confident that things are as rosy as they look. I mean, we've, had some, we've heard some good points from people like, uh, like uh, Scott Morris and Keith Smith. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I mean, we are insulated. There's no doubt about it. We're not going to get hit as hard by a lot of what, uh, a lot of what pounds this country. Uh, because of our unique position, uh, as you mentioned, uh, the uh, the alphabets, INJIC, and the uh, defense industry, we've got UVA, um, and of course, right now UVA is bringing a lot of uh, a lot of construction. And uh, but I think I think what uh, everybody looks at is uh, you know it's the people that are doing well. They're, they're the ones that are most insulated by all of that stuff. The problem is, if you don't take care of, uh, if you don't take care of the rest of the, if you don't take care of the rest of the the people and the economy, you end up with, uh, you know, you end up with small businesses closing their doors. You end up with small businesses looking for looking for workers that they can't find. You end up with us asking questions like, where are all the workers? Well, you indicated in previous shows, certainly during the pandemic, that you felt all the workers have just done this about face or have had this quarter-life crisis or this half-life crisis not, and said that they're tired of doing the work they've been doing. Not all of them, but you've got a, you've got a mix. I mean, you've got, uh, you've got boomers who either uh, 
sadly, tragically passed away during the pandemic or retired early during the pandemic because what else are you going to do when somebody tells you to go home and don't come back? Then you've got, uh, you've got families who, with rising prices, realized why are we, why are we, why is one of us working just to pay for childcare? Quit the job. One of us stays home, takes care of the kids, cleans that, you know, does the usual stuff. So you've got, I mean, those are like three sectors where you've got people that are not coming back to the workforce. Then you've got all the, then you've got all the lower income people, the people that, uh, that we say, oh, well, you know, <clears throat> you've got all the people that were working at, uh, at the restaurants, the small jobs, the people that didn't get any help from the government, the people that the government said, you can go home while the Walmarts and the, um, and the big box stores stay open. And what do you think they did? Do you think they survived on $600 that the government was handing out? Uh, I don't know if they were trying to mock us or what, but I don't think that was enough for most of those people. So they probably went out and found other jobs. And I think it's safe to say that the people that went out and found other jobs instead of you know restaurant jobs, uh, little box store jobs, they probably found better jobs because I don't think they're coming back to the restaurant jobs and the, uh, you know, the small businesses. This stat right here on the new construction, new residential construction permitting and the Charlottesville MSA continues to track higher than average. So one clarification from my statistic earlier, there have been 202 total building permits issued in the region so far in 2023. That's through February which is the second highest amount January and February total since 2015. 2022 was the highest. And in that year, um, you had more than 202 total building permits. So while the 202 is not a lot, it's the second highest amount since 2015. This according to Carr and its first quarter report. The question on today's program, viewer and listener for you. How do you characterize the state of the local economy? We have contrasting data that's difficult to decipher. The Home Depot data, the earnings report from today, I think part of it legitimately applies to Charlottesville. Okay? And Home Depot is, is, is an indicator of Main Street everywhere. And just because the closest Home Depot is Waynesboro doesn't mean we can't utilize that data as a feel for how the average Charlottesvillian or Central Virginian is doing with their household budget. And when you see a data point like this, the Home Depot missing revenue this badly, so badly that the last time it had a revenue miss this poor, it was November 2002, you ask the question, is Main Street strong? And we get, and, and I've said it so many times on the show, and you highlighted it, and you're exactly right. UVA offers this insulation, economic insulation. It offer, also has this content machine. The strongest content machine that drives the news cycle is the university. Their media division across all their branches and departments at the University of Virginia, they're creating many, many pieces of content every single day. And the content that the University of Virginia is creating every single day, of course, is going to be co is positive content because it's content originated by employees of UVA. So as this 
positive content gets into the daily news cycle, and the news cycle today is characterized by our news feeds on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram and the e-newsletters we've signed up for in the morning and what gets text to us. That's the news feed. That's the news cycle. The news cycle isn't any more turn on the radio at drive time or turn on the TV at 6 a.m. or at 11 p.m. at night. It's this, your phone. So here's the point I'm making. The largest content creator in Central Virginia, a 300,000-person market, is the university. The content they create is positive. It talks about the impact that UVA has locally and in the world through its innovation, its education, and its foundation of learning. As this content gets to us, are we getting tricked or seduced that everything is roses and rainbows and sunshine in our economy? Is the reality very different than what the $1.2 billion defense sector, UVA, Weldon Cooper, UVA talking hotels, UVA talking biotech, UVA talking data science, UVA talking tuition, UVA talking building, UVA talking growth. Is that the story or is it this Home Depot story? Or is it these restaurants closing left and right everywhere we look? Another storefront empties on the downtown mall. Another vape shop open on the downtown mall. Now four around the downtown mall vape shops. Anyone think that's realistic? Daniel Pettit watching the program. He's a realtor of many, many years and a friend of this program. He said, as I've always said, if you are an investor in housing of any sort, buy in a university town. He's 100% right. Yeah, no doubt. The villas at Southern Ridge, I talk about the rental that I have. Albemarle County, it's now $2,000 a month. Less than 10 years ago, it was $1,000 a month. It has gone from 1000 to $2,000 a month in less than 10 years, and I am underpriced in this condo complex, the entry point of Almoro County. I am underpriced for a three-bedroom, two-bath. 2x the rent. You got a comment on that. I see you're holding it back. Vanessa Parkhill. In Earliesville, welcome to the show. Thank you kindly for watching Vanessa Parkhill. Ginny Hu watching on Twitter, watching the program. Hmm. I wouldn't characterize it strong. You wouldn't characterize Charlottesville as strong? I wouldn't characterize the economy right now locally as super strong. No. I don't think we've seen truly, I don't think we've seen fallout yet of 200 less units sold quarter over quarter in housing. I don't think we've seen the fallout yet of Q1 last year of having $87 million more in sales volume. $87 million more in sales volume. 86.3 to be exact. If we just did the commissions on 86 
$86,300,000. I'm going to do the commissions on that, okay? I'm going to times that by 0.06. Times 0.06. That's $5,178,000 less of spending money just on those 200 units that's not in the Charlottesville economy. Those 200 units, that 6% commission is that number. 5,178,000. Yeah. And that doesn't even include on the 200 units, the home inspections, the appraisals, the financing of mortgages, the photography, right. Judah, mm-hmm. the staging, the, the, the mulching, the painting, and all the prep work to sell the closing, the settlement, the remodeling, everything. Yeah. We represent so many clients locally, call it, I don't know, whatever the number is, okay? We talk analytics with websites, with clients often. It's a measuring point. A lot of the clients, you're having to work harder to drive traffic to websites now. Because the, am I right? Because the consumer is more trepid or more cautious with their spending pattern. And as they're more trepid or cautious with their spending pattern, they're less apt to fantasize or window shop. And window shopping in 2023, you know what window shopping in in 2023 is? Clicking links to websites. Clicking links to websites is window shopping in 2023. Going to portfolio pages of remodeling companies or going to services pages of retailers or going to uh, product pages of dealerships or going to service pages of banks, right? That's the window shopping of yesteryear. We normally used to look into windows and admire a dress or a bicycle or a television set and fantasize of that 70-inch television set above our mantle for a Super Bowl party or how beautiful we would look in this dress, this, this beautiful green and blue dress, how beautiful we would look in it, or how cool we would look riding in the neighborhood on this bicycle, this 18-speed. That's not looking through a window anymore. That's shopping on Instagram. Your thoughts, anything you want to add. You've contributed already excellently well, and I appreciate it. I value your perspective. Ginny who, hello. <clears throat> I mean... You I totally hit- agree, Deep Throat, that it feels like things have slowed down since last fall. Oh, yeah. I mean, UVA is, uh, UVA is doing what UVA does, and they're going to keep plowing ahead because they've got... Uh, the bankroll. What? Was it $14 billion? Yeah, I, I think that's probably around right. I'll take a look what the endowment so they're, is. They're, they're looking to the future. They, they're not worried about inflation. They're not worried about. Uh, I, they're pro- I'm probably not worried about a whole lot. Um, they've got. Uh, I would imagine UVA worries about inflation, but at the same got time, larger than average influx of of uh, applications. They've got. Uh, I, that's true. What you just said. That's true. I mean, I'm sure they. Yeah, I'm sure they do worry about things, but really, what do they? Ultimately, they don't have to worry. There may be things that they want to, you know, do better. But come on. They've got enough money to weather any storm uh, unless it's, you know, an, a total economy destroyer. Uh, so, yeah, UVA is just going to keep uh, moving along. That 
in itself is going to help this area. Um, all of the uh, the construction they're working on, the plans they're they're planning, uh, people are going to be involved in that. People are going to get paid for work doing that stuff. Um, so that's ultimately a good thing for for Charlottesville. But I think it makes us a bit tone deaf to what uh, to what all, all is going on. Uh, well, know. why did you bristle so much when we talked yesterday about? Consumer price index cooling, inflation cooling, gas cooling, and the Fed potentially not raising rates anymore. And maybe us, you, me, everyday consumers, folks living on Market Street and Main Street, folks living in Belmont, in North Downtown, in Greenbrier, in Johnson Village, off of Rugby, off of Barracks, on Route 29, and okay. Carsbrook. Okay. Why did you bristle when I said things are easing yesterday? Because it's very easy for someone in a suit and tie on a TV show, even somebody that came from UVA in Charlottesville, uh, it's very easy to say, oh, hey, uh, the, bad, the bad stuff is over. Uh, I didn't say the bad stuff was over. I, I know. I'm, I said it's I'm, cooling. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I totally I'm get that. that in general, for, a, for people on a TV show to say things are great, uh, Inflation is cooling. Paul gonna, Tudor Jones yesterday said we're gonna, we're gonna these have, points. Stocks are all going to be up by the end of the year. Paul Tudor Jones said that as well. That's wonderful for people that are in stocks. Think about all the people that can't afford, you know, that can't afford to put their money in, uh, you know. I, I understand that, but it's a, I, I, I get what you're saying, but it's a starting point. Okay. For it, a starting point starts somewhere. And a starting point can't be, it can't start, it can't start by just having $2 gas, $1.50 gallon milk, okay, bread, but, bacon, and, and ham and eggs back to normal. But that wasn't a starting point. We've been on the, uh, we've been on the J-POW express train to, uh, to lower, <clears throat> lower uh, inflation for how long now? 18 months. Has it been 18 months? So, I mean, no. Let's say it started so saying Q1 that, of last year. Q1 of last year, you, you had okay, rates it, essentially it, at zero. It was a – was I wasn't asking for an I'll, I'll call it a year. Okay. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Year and the, change. The point, the point is that uh, – that, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jones uh, saying that uh, – Jones making a statement is not a beginning of anything. It would, it could hopefully... Respectfully disagree. Respectfully disagree. Respectfully disagree. It starts somewhere. What is starting? What are you trying to say is starting? Everything we've been working for, everything Jerome Powell and his team have been working for has, has been to make what's out in the world a little easier for us from a spending standpoint, right? Okay. He was essentially concerned that it was costing more to live today than it was yesterday or a year ago. And because it's costing more to live, inflation, us, me and you, and all the viewers and listeners of this show, moms and dads and kids, got less money to pay the bills. And eventually, if life costs too much, you don't have enough money to pay your bills. And then you're screwed. And, 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 and that's the worst case scenario. 
What Powell's been trying to do is he's been trying to tell people that, look, you're going to have a sting. You're going to have a sting. Because i got to raise these rates here to try to make everything out in the world that's getting expensive less expensive. And as he raised these rates and did all these hikes, all the folks that had any kind of credit card debt or tried to buy a house, that got way more expensive for them. But in the process of raising these rates, he appears at least early signs to have made the stuff that's out in the world that was getting expensive, he appears to have slowed how quickly that rise in cost is happening. And perhaps has even stalled it. Well, we know it hasn't stalled. We, know we don't know that. that it, we don't know that. Uh, I mean, CPI is a... As cooling, we don't know yet if it's stalled. We, 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 we do know, excuse me, that it is stalling. You don't see gas getting out of control. Well, inflation has never stalled. It's always rising. A couple of points a year, but if you're talking significant, that's way too crazy and scary. It's got to be stalling. You've got to see it slowing. And that's a start to something. Okay. I mean, I mean I, but he's been lowering it for a while. I just don't know why yesterday we considered the start of something. But uh, it's kind of immaterial. Dan, uh, Dan, let's go to the comments here. Dan says this. Think about all the people who are living just on social, secu- social security in our area. I wonder what that number is. Bill says, if I just had social security and Medicare right now, I would be bankrupt. Kevin says, it's not hurting you now, saying, oh, it's easing, doesn't carry a lot of weight. I get it, but it's a starting point. How, how else would you want this to start? I just out of curiosity. I mean, I'm not sure why we're talking about starting. It's, it, we're in the middle of a lot of different things that have a lot of different uh, timelines. Just out of curiosity, I generally, I don't, how else would you want this to start? Uh, I mean, realistically, I, I don't think there's any good way to start what's going on. Uh, I, would like to see, I would like to see our government actually address the problems and not just, uh, you know, getting getting. Jerome Powell to raise or lower rates is doing something, but it's not, it's not really addressing the issues. We have some serious underlying issues, and raising and lowering rates is not going to fix those issues. We still have the issues. You can sweep as much of, of it under the rug with a... Uh, with a a rate change as you want, but it's not going to it's not going to stop the problem. So yeah, I appreciate that uh, that the rate of inflation is cooling, but for some for some billionaire in a suit that probably costs more than I make in what. One or two months. I, I have no idea say, what a billionaire suit to say runs. to say that you know. It has to start somewhere. It has to start. Look I, at I what get he's it. done. I get it. Look at what he's done in twelve months in Central Virginia alone. In Central Virginia alone. Who's he? You're Powell. About, okay. The the messing with the rates. Jerome Powell messing with the rates in Central Virginia alone 
has caused 200 units less of real estate to be sold. And those 200 units are $86.3 million and less sales volume. They're putting that all in Jerome Powell? What else? He 2x the rates. Pat, the first 90 days of last year versus the first 90 days of this year, last year there was 200 more units sold, and those 200 units translated to $86,300,000 in gross sales. At that climate, rates were below 3%. So rates are now I'm not sure what you're I'm not sure what you're rates are now above six percent. So him using these levers, the only strategy really he has, drop sales eighty-six plus million dollars and, and units two hundred. Yeah. He wanted to crash housing. And a lot more. And he did. Yeah. And he did. He wanted to temper gas, and he has. He has. Yeah. My point is, it starts somewhere. Okay. And maybe this is the start. All right, that's fair. But to your point, this start, you're right too. You're right too. This start is way more beneficial to high income earners than to those check, check, or middle class. Yeah, definitely. And that's a hundred thousand percent right. And the problem I see is that uh, too many people are gonna are gonna wipe their hands, say, "Hey, great job, everybody. Let's go home." And uh, you're you're leaving a bunch of people out in the cold. Thousand percent that will happen. That thousand percent. He's a thousand percent. Judah Wickhauer is a thousand percent right. That will happen. That will happen. Because we're going to get some nice little macro data. There's going to be an election that go, gets behind us. There's going to be some kind of data that comes in. And then we're going to be like, everything's good. We're good. And then when, when, when that happens, your middle class is going to have eroded even more. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how much more it can get eroded. Uh... This from comments coming in. Mm-hmm. John LinkedIn, JB, John Blair. Are these numbers a product of lack of demand or a lack of inventory? If the diminished sales volume is due to a lack of inventory, I'm not sure that's a sign of weak economy. If we're seeing a drop in prices, I'd say that's a sign of weak economy. That's a fair point. I think the diminished sales volume is due to uh, the diminished sales volume is due to a lack of inventory, and that is happening because of a point that you made. Folks don't want to put their houses on the market if they have an interest rate of two or three percent. Like, yeah. why are you going to two x your rate? He, unless, Blair unless, called this months ago. Yeah, unless they absolutely have to move. Unless you absolutely have to move, why would you give up your... And I'm sure you would fight that if uh, you were looking at uh, doubling, your, doubling or more your, your mortgage rate. My concern of how this impacts the economy, though, John, is if you, consider, if you continue to have quarters where sales volume is down 23% or 200 units or $86.3 million, then eventually people are going to get out of this profession. Because there's not going to be, they can't stay in the profession if they don't have units to sell. And if they do get out of this profession and they lose the job, that could help, that could impact things. Because you're talking about potentially a, a white collar job here. 
You're talking a white-collar job here, right? And there's a lot of white-collar jobs that are tied to real estate. It's LO, loan officers, it's closing, it's title, it's inspectors, it's appraisers. It's, 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 it's a lot. Yeah. Engineers, there's a lot. He gives props to you. Um, on another note, I think our country is coming to a macroeconomic reckoning, John yeah. says. He believes you are correct. The economy is doing well for people already doing well. We have seen our nation turn its economy into a mechanism that serves the top 25% of income earners, wealth holders, and basically says good luck to the bottom 75%. Yeah. Oof. Vanessa Parkhill, Earliesville, watching the program. She has this comment about vape shops. Four vape shops on the mall. Skuma shows well. I'm not sure about the others. Local leadership needs to be careful or the mall will start to take on the feel of Myrtle Beach with the wing store every time you turn around. Yes, they're tacky, Ugh. but they serve their purpose for beach toys and sunscreen. It would be a shame if our beautiful downtown mall loses its historic charm. No doubt. I'm most worried about those eight blocks. And why I'm most worried about those eight blocks, because of the high rents, because the Mm -hmm. experience of coming downtown seems to be eroded away. We talked about that yesterday. Oh, Mm -hmm. let's just walk around and figure it out. I don't think people do that as much anymore. Yeah. They're more about destinations and time efficiency, as opposed to just walking to a district or an area and enjoying it. Walking for enjoyment. Is that going away? Window shopping for enjoyment, hopping around for enjoyment, is that going away for the sake of time management efficiency, which is a byproduct of the ubiquitous nature of cell phones and the information we get instantaneous from them? Four vape shops on an eight-block historic downtown mall is too much. And I'm a free market capitalist. But the question is, how do you say no? Because we had issue with Chesterfield County, Virginia, putting in the rules in place about hours, limiting the vape shop's hours. And, and, and that's why Chesterfield County had the 2,000 feet, linear feet of uh, close to another vape shop. Chesterfield County probably didn't want to see epicenters of vape shops like epicenters of car dealerships, like you see on Pantops or Route 29. Yeah. 2,000 linear square feet, Chesterfield County said. They also said you can't be within schools X amount of feet. And they also limited the vape shop hours. Lonnie Murray says, you know, you know what's way worse than inflation? Deflation. That's literally how you end up in a recession or even a depression. That's why the Fed is trying to slow inflation, not reverse it. That said, lots of us bought homes during the last recession because it was a window of affordability. Good stuff from Lonnie Murray. Yeah. Where's the window of affordability now, though? What is the window of housing affordability here if people wanted to buy a home? I don't think there is. I mean, we, you, you and uh, and Keith and others have talked about uh, talked about the what's the uh, I mean I don't know how, I don't know how you put it what's uh, what's the uh, first time home buyer um, what do you call that the average price that a first time home buyer is looking at I I think the entry point now, Marl, is the villas. 
And that's an attached product, three bedroom, two bath. If you want a three bedroom, two bath, and you don't mind it being an attached product, your price point's 235. You're two minutes away from Wegmans. How high is that for a first time home buyer? That's pretty damn high. Yeah. When I got it in 2007, 2008, it's my first time, it's a buck 80. So you're talking 53, you're talking uh, 53,000, might even be 240. You're talking 60 G in appreciation, not at the clip of uh, single-family detached appreciation in other locations, but still not at a bad level of appreciation. Bill McChesney says the Charlottesville upzoning initiative is only going to create a huge amount of gentrification in some areas and wreck the character of other neighborhoods. Cost tax increases for property owners and renters will be driving upper middle class away. The, the upzoning thing's a mess. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's go to the next topic. Any viewers and listeners want to chime in on this one? Please let us know. Bill, thank you for your comment. Kevin Yancey, we love when you watch. Lonnie Murray, we love when you watch. DP, we love when you watch. VP, we love when you watch. Ginny Who, we love when you watch. We love when you comment. We love you guys. All right, the next headline is... Uh, I found this interesting. You know, the found, you know the founder of Reddit went to UVA, right? I do now. The founder of Reddit went to UVA, class of 2005. Hmm. Founder of Reddit is married to Serena Williams. A lot of people also don't know that. Yeah. Um, he was uh, a graduate of, of the 2005 class at the University of Virginia. And get this. As he was graduating UVA, he's taking his LSATs. And while taking his LSATs, because a natural progression for many students at UVA is to go to law school. Was this Steve Huffman or Alexis Ohanian? Alexis. Okay. Alexis. Alexis is legitimately sitting in a room taking his LSAT. He's 30 minutes into taking his LSAT. He says he looks around the room. This is in, um, on news.virginia.edu. I was talking today about the, the content creation that the University of Virginia does mm-hmm. and how it's always positive. Well, this came out yesterday, and I'm talking about it. <clears throat> this is from UVA's content creation team. So Alexis is 30 minutes into the LSATs, right before he graduates from UVA in 2005. He looks around the room, and he sees everyone taking this damn test is miserable. They've been up days and weeks studying The pressure is off the charts because it determines where they go to law school and that determines what kind of job they get and their starting salary. 30 minutes in of taking the LSAT and filling out bubbles with a number two pencil, he says, F this. Gets up, walks out, doesn't even complete the test, walks into the parking lot, out the building, gets in his car, and drives to the Route 29 Waffle House. And he sits at booth 19 in the Route 29 Waffle House over a stack of plain waffles. He didn't even put any butter on them? And at that point, he literally said, I want to start a company. And later that year, he launched Reddit. Nice. And if you go to the Route 29 Waffle House, 
and you go to booth 19, there is a plaque on that booth (coughs) that commemorates Hmm. the founding of Reddit by this University of Virginia graduate. This is what the plaque says. Waffle House changed my life. I was going to be a lawyer, and then I walked out of the LSAT to go get breakfast there. I never looked back. (laughs) Alexis Waffle House Epiphany, co-founder of Reddit, class of 2005. So here's what I would challenge every viewer and listener of this fine and fair talk show. At your convenience, head to the Waffle House on Route 29, order a stack of waffles, sit at booth 19, and take a selfie with yourself next to a plaque. And for a moment, realize you're sitting in the same spot that a 21, 22-year-old sat in 18 years ago before launching what is one of the most influential social networking, content creation, information services, brands, and platforms in the world today. Wow, I'm surprised to hear you speak so kindly of Reddit. I like Reddit. I think the anonymity offered by Reddit leads to meanness and nastiness. Same anonymity that's present in Twitter leads to meanness and nastiness. But that anonymity also can lead to content that you can find that you wouldn't find on platforms where your name is tied to the content you're publishing. The anonymity does provide courage, which offers a sense of protection, which gives people a willingness to post content online that perhaps they otherwise would not. Now, I've gotten in the crosshairs of Reddit, me personally, as Redditors have gone after yours truly, but such is the nature of giving your opinion an hour a day, every day, for years and years and years. Hmm. Booth 19. Take a selfie next to it. (laughs) And make sure you get the Waffle House lower third on there, if you haven't already done that. I think this is going to be the only time Waffle House has a lower third on screen. Actually, that's not true. The Waffle House on 5th Street Station had a lower third on screen when the Waffle House on 5th Street Station turned into a vape shop. Yeah. Vape shop for that Waffle House on 5th Street. That would have been a hell of a sports bar. Now it's a vape shop with four sale signs and call to action messages in the windows. I just drove by there yesterday. Your parents drive by that probably twice a day. Yeah. Literally. How many thousands of houses drive by the vape shop of the old Waffle House? Oak Hill Farm, Redfields, Vils at Southern Ridge, Woodlands, Mosby Mountain, Mountain Valley Farm, Whittington, all of Route 20, go to Walnut Creek. How many people are seeing that Waffle House vape shop? 20,000 people a day, probably. 20,000 seeing a Waffle House vape shop? All right, two other items out of the notebook. The Crossroads store is still for sale. That's the North Garden Shopping Center that's home to Dr. Ho's. $6.2 million if you want to get that lower third up. $207 per square foot. It's 88% leased, 30,000 square feet. There's 16 spaces for rent. 14 of them are rented. 
The anchor tenant is the Exxon store, the Crossroads Exxon. There's also a UVA Family Medicine and an Old Dominion National Bank. The most beloved shop in that shopping center is probably Dr. Ho's. I can't say enough about their pizza or the fat and sassy appetizer. 5.32 acres, 145 parking spaces, 762 feet on Route 29, two stories, 207 bucks per square, $6,200,000 asking price, 30,000 total square feet. This place is pimp. This is a trophy property, if I've ever seen a trophy property. I am surprised it's still on the market. $6,200,000 asking price. Next lower third, let's do the Judah Wickhauer one. What have you learned in the last 48 hours? If you could put that on screen and let the viewers and listeners what you have learned. I'm actually very curious to learn what you have learned. Uh, let's see. There we go. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a new report out saying that Charlottesville households are paying close to 11% more on bills than the national average. Oof. So if That you... stinks, right? That's a stinker. Should I play the fart noise? Sure. That's a stinker, right? That, yeah, it's horrible. What's the stat again? 10.7% more on bills than the national average. You know what the crazy thing is? We talk about this place being so expensive. There's other places that are more. But there's a lot of relativity in, in the I, I totally get comments. that. I totally get that. But there are servers in Manhattan. There are busboys in Manhattan. Yeah. There are retail clerks in San Francisco. There are firefighters and policemen and teachers and nurses in Chicago, in Maui, and in Miami. Yeah. And they are surviving. That's why it's relative. Uh, it doesn't, you know, ultimately, you have to look at a lot more than just the, uh, the price of, of housing. You have more than just the, uh, the cost of rent. Jo- Jonathan makes the comment in relation to the Home Depot data, Jerry. Home Depot, of course, was going to have um, strong earnings during COVID as people were staying at home and wanted to improve their, uh, their areas that they were living. That's a good point. That is a good point. It's a great comment from Jonathan. I think that certainly contributed to it. And now they're back to work out of the house or have credit card debt, less money to spend. And have, in some cases, already done those. Uh, there's only so there's The only projects. So many, yeah, there's only so many projects you can do before you're like, okay. And at a time like now, it's a great time to stop doing home projects and spending, spending extra money you don't have. If you're going to do some home projects, though, use our clients, please, dear God. Um, yeah. But seriously, I mean, if you spent, uh, if you and I were very fortunate that we weren't stuck in our homes uh, during the actual. Much to your disappointment. True. But uh, <laughs> you would, you would really would have preferred to stay at home all during COVID as opposed to coming here. I mean, I, I get that you're introverted. I understand that. You would have preferred that, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd have, I'd have, been, I'd have been all around the neighborhood with Liza. I'd, I don't know that I would have stayed in my house unless it was uh, mandated in, you know, in central Virginia. But uh, 
But that's I think the, it was. It was. It was mandated initially. Wasn't it mandated initially? No. It was never mandated because neither of us ever... Well, no. How we sidestepped it is because we were grouped in the news category. And news was deemed essential. So legitimately, that's how we did it. A lot of the businesses in this building were not deemed essential and they were not showing up to work. But that had to do with the businesses. That, had, that didn't have to do with mandating that people had to stay in their homes. Was, was there not in the beginning of COVID viewers and listeners mandates for us to stay in our homes? I don't think so. I, wasn't there in the beginning of COVID mandates for us to stay? Not in Virginia, I don't think. There was not in the beginning? Do, is my, is so. the memory off there? There was not a single day that... We I, did not. I we, know that. How would we have run this? We wouldn't We have. could not have. Right? I couldn't have run the, the show, certainly. Right. You wanted to keep a paycheck, right? Wasn't there in the beginning? I don't think there was. Hmm. I think there may have... I think... Did we all just block that out? Probably. Just blurt it out? <laughs> Don't ever remember that time again. What else did you learn? Anything else you want to throw out there? Uh, uh, you, were, you did a good job today. There, uh, there may be a, I, I learned something from my mom yesterday. There may be a lot more birds out there than, uh, than, we, know, than we know about. Than birds? The, the ones you see. Yeah, she's got some app on her phone that uh, she was using to identify birds. But it was hearing bird calls around the house, and it gave her an identification for, like, every bird call it heard. And it must have gotten some of them wrong, because there were, like, 30 birds in just from, like, one day, just from, like, one time of my mom, like, holding the app up, I guess, and, and letting it try to identify things. Uh, she's like, I don't remember ever seeing that bird or that bird or that bird or that bird. Um, we may get some pictures of them soon because, like uh, Scott Morris, my parents now have a, uh, a bird feeder cam. You have a bird feeder cam? Yeah. That's good. We Jamie Turner, thank you, we, Jamie and we Judy. We got it from my mom for uh, Mother's Day. Jamie and Judy, thank you. Jamie and Judy said, yes, there were absolutely shelter-in-place requirements where we had to stay at home and they were mandated of us. And only select businesses were allowed to open. Judy said, I had to plan my trips out to check on my business around weekly grocery shopping trips. Judy had a pool hole business on Preston Avenue. I know Judy from Lazy Parrot and from Shooting Pool. I love Shooting Pool. I have a pool table in my basement. I used to play at Eagles. They have three or four Brunswick super tight nine-foot tables with, with um, I don't think they're drop pockets, are they? No, they're not drop pockets. But this is across from Kathy's Produce Shopping Center. A lot of people don't realize this. A lot of the best pool players are playing out of that Eagles um, private club and the Kathy's Produce Shopping Center. Judy had a pool table, a, a, uh, a pool parlor in Preston, on Preston. And COVID and these mandates basically shut her business down. Yeah. Judy, I hope you open another pool hall locally. Because there is undoubtedly a community of pool players and shooters that would welcoming, welcome you opening a pool hall. And multiple, now I'm seeing from Spencer, Jonathan, and Grayson that there were absolutely mandates where we had to stay at home and we're not allowed to leave. So that, that did happen in the beginning of COVID. 
Um, well, I consider myself uh, extremely lucky then. You're, yeah, because you work at this fantastic company. That's, uh, you're extremely, com- yeah, you're extremely that's, lucky. You got to leave your house exactly because you worked for a company that was niched or, ca- or categorized by news. And news was deemed essential, which is why we were allowed to go to work much to the crossfire or the heat or the beef we got from people in the community who said we shouldn't be allowed there because they were watching us on social media. But we were categorized as news, and that was at a category where people were allowed to go to work. Judy, you, I, I'm happy to talk anytime you run. And, and she runs the local APA league now, Shooters Billiards Restaurant and Bar was the name of her business that closed. Um, and you, sp- you, you brought up birds, your mom and birds. I learned this yesterday. Do you know what a flock of ravens are called? Uh, I know what a flock of crows is called. I'm not sure about a, raven- a flock a of A group ravens. or flock of ravens. You know what it's called? Is it the same as crows? That What's crows? A murder. What? A murder. No. Uh, ravens is called in unkindness. <laughs> an unkindness. An unkindness. Ravens. Because if you see a group of ravens somewhere, especially out like in the woods... They're probably being unkind to something. There's probably something dead below it. So a group of ravens is called an unkindness. You can also call it a rave. That's where the phrase a rave comes from. A group of ravens. (laughs) Really? Listen to this. Uh, A flock of ravens is called an unkindness. A flock of rooks is called a building, clamor, or parliament. And you said a flock of crows is called... A murder. A murder. You know, what, uh, you know what you call it when you see two crows together? Isn't two crows together a positive thing? It's, it's like a positive omen? An attempted murder. Okay, what's the one... Isn't there one there's a positive... <laughs> you didn't get it, never mind. No, I did get it. Wasn't there one where there's a positive one, where you see one or two of the birds? One or two crows? There was, a, there was one where if you see... Superstition. If you saw either one raven or one crow, it was positive. Let's see. If you see one raven, maybe it's crows. How many crows is good luck? Four crows mean that something positive is happening to you. <laughs> and Ginny Hu said there was, uh, there was absolutely a mandate to stay home. It was Executive Order 55. And she did not follow Executive Order 55. I don't think I would have either. Well, you had the luxury of being able to go to work. Yeah, and if I hadn't, I don't think I would have stayed at home. Dude, I I can't even stay at home. This is from Vanessa Parkhill. I know you can't. Judah, Vanessa Parkhill says, she's got a message to you, Judah. Judah, our problems are not fixed because depending on the others, the government to make everything okay will always disappoint in the long run. How long has the government been, been fixing po- poverty? How long have government affirmative action uh, policies been fixing racism and sexism? Who yeah. was it that said the words, I'm from the government, I'm here to help, are some of the scariest words in America? I believe that was uh, uh, Ronald Reagan. Did Ronald Reagan say that? I think. Government, she says, has its place, but in most cases, it just needs to get out of the way Turn red tape to green tape, as Keith says. Yeah. Vanessa Parkhill also says, everyone in our home works for an essential business. I'm so thankful we were not restricted and were able to go out and about. Yeah. 
Those are great points. Bill McChesney says a group of baboons is called Congress. <laughs> that's apt. Uh, that was funny. All right, that's the talk show. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I just checked it out. It is, it is uh, President Ronald Reagan. The top nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. Amen. Yep. A. I agree. Effing. Men. The 231 Festival is June 10th. Get your tickets. Where can they get the tickets? Uh, they can get the tickets at, uh, what is the website? Let's see. I think I have something here. There we go. Uh, it's on screen. CastleHillCider.com. 231Fast.com forward slash tickets. 231fast.com forward slash tickets. Get tickets. It's going to be sick. It's going to be awesome. J-Dubs, Jerry Miller, I Love Seville Show. Thank you kindly for watching. Back tomorrow. So long.